live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Justin McKinney, Des making a big run. It's meant for him. Des is snuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pulitzer scores. Might have paid the price, but the U.S. takes the lead. It's Captain America to the rescue for the United States, and he runs right into the goalkeeper at the end of this, but lays it all on the line for his team and for his country. And gets his moment. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show on a Wednesday, November 30, final day of November. Smack dab in the middle of your work week. Toby and TJ back with you. A1 and Turkey Bacon. It's going to be cold today. It's going to stay cold today. High of 46. Look at that wind yesterday. Oof. Brutal. Last night was freezing, man. Remember how? Tree farm. Remember how proud I was yesterday when I came up and said I uh, mowed and got rid of all the leaves in the front yard? And Yeah. Yeah. All back there? Oh, I drove up in my driveway yesterday. I was so mad. It looked like the people—so yesterday was collection day, too, for, like, yard waste, so I'd had it out at the curb. It looked like they had taken the bags I had left at the curb and just dumped them back in my yard <laughs> is how bad it looked. And I was, I was so mad yesterday afternoon when I got home. <laughs> Wasted my hour of— Hour and a half of mowing yesterday. Stupid wind. <laughs> yes. U.S. beats Iran yesterday, one nil. Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic's. It's hard to say. Christian Careful Pulisic's there. goal. Uh, he suffered a pelvic contusion. He says he'll be okay. <laughs> From the hospital bed, he gave a thumbs up, saying he'll be there Saturday. I uh, hope so. I don't know if we have a shot with him. We certainly don't without him, I wouldn't think, against the Netherlands. That'll be a, let's see, 9 a.m., I believe, game central time, I think, is when that starts on Saturday morning. We are headed to Philly this weekend, Sooners and Villanova in the Big East Big 12 Challenge, which got underway last night, by the way, with a thud for the Big 12 as Marquette absolutely wasted sixth-ranked Baylor, 96-70. to 70. You, were, you were right when it comes to this series. Like, goodness gracious, I, was, I flipped on that first half last night, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> they just That game was done at halftime. I mean, there was no no, no question about it. It was just pure we can't beat, beat down. The Big East. I, I know. know what the deal is. Three games tonight in the Big East Big 12 battle. K-State at Bay, uh, Butler. They're in Hinkle Fieldhouse. Providence at TCU. Georgetown at Texas Tech. Uh, Sooners and Nova coming up 11.30 Central Time tip-off on uh, Saturday morning. So you've got in the middle of all of your championship games, I guess that's when the Big 12 championship game will be going on. Flip over to CBS if you want to watch some OU basketball on Saturday. 
Um, what was I going to ask you about here, Teach? What was I going to ask you about here? Oh, uh, before we get off the topic of basketball, the new bracketology did indeed drop yesterday, TJ, by Joe Lenardi. So all I thought right, I all right, Joe, let's lay it on us. This is post uh, Orlando tournament. So the Sooners, who were on the outside of the bubble before they went to Orlando, are now securely in the field. Now, I feel like I need to warn everyone, TJ, this is not final, okay? Do not make travel reservations yet. However, good news, Joe has the Sooners as an eight seed now in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah! Taking on Miami, who's a nine seed. And uh, if they win, they've likely get kelvin sampson and number one houston what are you doing joe in the second game so again tj not final other teams of note he's got texas as a one seed uh we get texas on new year's eve in the lloyd noble center in the big 12 opener oral roberts in as the automatic qualifier out of the summit league Texas Tech a seven seed, Baylor a two, before last night anyway. Iowa State in as a nine, West Virginia an eight. This just kind of gives you a feel of maybe how good some of these teams are. Alabama, who will be here for the Big 12 SEC Challenge in late January, they're a four seed. Arkansas, who OU will see a week from Saturday in Tulsa, also a four seed. Kansas a three seed. TCU in as a 10 seed, Kansas State a 10 seed. And then some of those teams we saw in Orlando, they got Ole Miss among the last four in. And Seton Hall among the next four out. Oklahoma State listed among the first four out. So there you go. That's what it looks like right now, at least as far as uh, Joe Lenardi is concerned. Sooners uh, an eight seed. Their opponent on Saturday, Villanova, has struggled out of the gates. They've had some injuries. I don't know the status of those guys yet for Saturday. But failed to win a game in Portland at the PK-85, I think we're at now. And um, two and five start to the year. But I'm sure they will be angry and ready for Oklahoma when they come to town this weekend. All right, couple of transfer portal things, TJ. OU defensive back Jordan Mukes has hit the transfer portal, according to his Twitter page yesterday. And Texas quarterback Hudson Card has announced he will enter the transfer portal. Anything there interest you? All right, then. New college football playoff rankings out last night. The top four, as expected, one Georgia, two Michigan, three US, uh, three TCU, four USC, five Ohio State, six Alabama. Ahead of Tennessee at seven. That was a talking point last night, TJ. This is one of the reasons everybody gets irritated at Alabama. <laughs> Always get the benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah, we know they lost head-to-head to Tennessee, but have you seen how good they look in their uniforms when they take the field? It's those other teams. Um, one of the hot topics now, TJ, is what if TCU loses a close game? Should they get in anyway? 
Um, they're playing a better opponent than Michigan. They're playing a better opponent than USC. Probably playing an equal opponent. Most would think LSU is better. Um, it's Why? a good question. Well, hang on a second. Why? Um, because they're LSU. They're, they're LSU, and the perception is they're better than K State, right? I, you know, those I, I don't two think teams that's actually the case. played in a bowl game last year, and Kansas State crushed. Them. No, well, I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying yeah. I think that. I, I think Kansas State's probably a better team. So I think it is a, an argument that they are still worthy of getting in. Um, it would be tough, right? I mean, yeah, would, it, it would be really it, tough. It would have to be an epic close game. It would, like. Uh, you know, how uh, last year's game concluded with Baylor and OSU with, like, that goal line, you know, stop right there at the end or something. You know, it it, it would have to be something like that. It's going to be difficult, but there is an argument there, I think, yeah. when you compare the other conference championship games. Well, like, you're going to have to slide somebody in if you're going to take them out. So, Ohio State is the next one waiting on deck, so mm-hmm. you would have a one-loss TCU in what we are establishing here as a close championship game, the loss game. And Ohio State, who lost at home by, what, 25? Uh, yeah, like that. multiple touchdowns, yeah. And after them is a two-loss team in Alabama. Which has never got in. Uh, you know, If there's going to be a two-loss that gets in, it would be Bama, but uh, a two-loss team's never been in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's an argument there for them, definitely. be fascinating it's just hard to imagine that if given the opportunity they wouldn't kick out a big 12 team like you know like they don't really want them in now but they're 12 and 0 because <laughs> one's not Oklahoma uh, or Texas right, let's put them uh, in there TCU. I guess. they haven't lost the game so yeah you know Ohio State's gonna go look really good this weekend in not playing and they'll move in front of TCU if they lose but do Ohio State and Bama slide in if TCU and USC lose? <laughs> That's the question. All four of the top teams could win their championship games this week, and there would still be an argument that Bama belongs in. <laughs> I know. I mean, seriously. I mean, their guys are strong. And I might would make that argument over USC and, uh, just because I don't want to see USC there. So. Nick Saban's their head coach, and if you watched really the game control this year by those guys or – Tennessee's like what do we got to do we beat these guys the answer is don't go get blown out by South Carolina (laughs) that's the answer there which by the way Spencer Rattler's dad says he's not leaving so it's a fake tweet it got me yesterday though I didn't see it what happened Uh, some guy that made it look like he was credible put out a tweet that uh, Spencer Rattler was entering the transfer portal and that Nebraska was his number one destination. And I'm like, whoa, I went in there with Steely and Tyler. I was like, you see this? And Tyler's like, yeah, but he goes, I think that might be a fake account. And I go, really? So I went back to my computer and looked, and I go, yeah, you're right. I think it's a fake account. And then Spencer's dad came out later and said, hey, this is fake. None of this is true. So This is the kind of thing we need Elon Musk to crack down on. <laughs> The guy's just, name even like had news in it and stuff. It looked all professional, professional headshot, and I'm like, that's a legit guy. And then I started reading. I'm like, no, he's a, he's trolling people. People blatantly lying and misrepresenting other people should lose some privileges. You know, 
that's just. I mean, it's just you start messing with people's lives. I mean, because it started blowing up on Spencer yesterday, I think. So, yeah. Okay, coaching hires, Teach. Thumbs up or thumbs down on these hires? Matt Rule to Nebraska. Big thumbs up. I'm excited to see what he's going to do there, and I'm hoping, you know, he turns things around in the way that I thought Scott Frost was going to. Uh, Regardless, I think he'll do a better job than Scott Frost did while he was there. And uh, I think that's a tremendous hire by them. Home run hire. Yes. Uh, this is what he one. This is what he does. Mm-hmm. He takes programs that are struggling or in a bad spot. He's familiar with, you know, at least this part of the country, because of his Baylor days. I know that's Texas, but still Middle America. Uh, Personality wise, seems like a fit. Great hire by Nebraska. Yes. I don't know what took so long. He's been out of a job for a while, and they've been looking for a coach for a while, but I'm glad they got it done there. Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. Thumbs up. I've never been a big Luke Fickle guy, but he's a good coach, and I think he fits the mold of Wisconsin, so good hire. Yeah, you got to kind of, don't you have to be a big burly guy to coach yeah, in Wisconsin? Yeah, you got to look like you can handle the weather. You got to mm-hmm. look like you. maybe you go out with Paul Bunyan on the weekends and chop down trees. <laughs> right. That's Luke Fickle. <laughs> Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Um, Absolute perfect marriage right here. Uh, complete nut job weirdo <laughs> with a complete nut job weirdo program. So it will end in disaster, but there will be a national title mixed in there somewhere. Is how I feel about this hire. I mean, you're absolutely 100% right. Like, if you, when you hire a coach, if one of the stipulations is we can't trust you to tweet anything, you've got to promise us you'll never tweet anything. In fact, we're going to need you to give us all your passwords. <laughs> we're shutting down all you, all your social media. We we want you to coach our team, but we're not sure we can trust you. So let's let's you know. We definitely don't want you on Snapchat. There's no Snapchat, Coach. Deion Sanders maybe to Colorado. I don't like that for Dion. I think Dion has potential stardom here if he gets the right job and I think that one could potentially set him back so I don't like the destination for him I would love to see A&M move on from Jimbo and him end up at A&M I think that would be tremendous fun so (laughs) they can't but um I don't like it I don't like the spot for him I think that he could wait out and get a better job you don't think he could win at Colorado yeah it's been done before. It's been done before, but it's been a long time. So, yeah. possibly. But I think he's set himself up that if he holds off, he can get a better job than that. Well, he hadn't taken it yet. Did you see the interview with the reporter down there yesterday who said he's a he's a big Chiefs fan? The reporter's a big Chiefs fan. The Chiefs are playing the Broncos this weekend in Denver, and he wants to know if he can ride with Dion to the game. <laughs> and Dion's laughing at him. I He's like, that. "That's a good one. That's a good one. That's funny. Why would I be going to Denver?" 
anyway, I might play that for you later. It's pretty funny. All right, take a break. Bottom of the hour coming up. Bob Stoops was on the rush yesterday. You'll hear from the HBC. That's at the bottom of the hour. We'll get back to some of your text messages, taking all the joy out of my USA victory next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Crisis averted at the Perry House. Welcome back, everybody. T-Row in the Morning Show. Saxon Realty Group. Uh, I can't say on the air. Just I did not recognize something I was supposed to do this morning, and it has been taken care of. So, Uh-oh. yeah, yeah. Doghouse. Uh, no, no, nothing. I'm in trouble for. Just oh. uh, would have uh, had a heartbroken kid. So, uh, Saxon Realty Group, four zero five three six one thirty three eighty. They are the home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. They'll save you thousands of dollars, people. Thousands. We all like that as much as we love soccer. We love saving money. SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Here is a buddy of yours, soccer fan, Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's got a serious question for you here. All right, go ahead. Uh, What's with Iran's soccer players harassing the the officials every time they don't like a call? Is this normal, Toby? Perhaps OU football may adopt this practice. It is something that happens frequently in soccer that I could live without. They, uh, yeah, it's pretty normal, but maybe it was uh, a bit overboard yesterday. But complaining to referees on the field in their face while they're trying to make calls is uh, commonplace. Yeah. The discussion of that between two 12 year olds as I drove them home yesterday from school was pretty hilarious. So, you know, when, when they do that. <laughs> And they're yelling in people's faces. Oh man, that's it is weird because a lot of times, like the, <laughs> like obviously, uh, you get U.S. and Iran, and they don't speak the same language. And the referee, I think yesterday was like from Spain or something like that. You know, so you got, I mean, they're yelling at him, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to imagine anybody understands each other out there. You know, at a World Cup, maybe, maybe I'm not giving the referee enough credit. He speaks multiple languages. Maybe he's got, yeah. yeah, but. Probably not. I don't know. Uh, Burley says, I gave soccer a little kiss yesterday, and I kind of liked it. (laughs) Thank you, Burley. Gross. (laughs) Uh, I don't watch soccer or many sports uh, that happen during the Olympics, but when the USA is playing, it's about being patriotic. America! Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that. Like, I get into Olympic hockey. Now I like all I like soccer year round. Uh, you guys know if you listen to this, I uh, support a, my Premier League team, and I love I talk about the friendlies and all that kind of stuff. But there is something about when when the U.S. is playing something that I'll perk up. Oh, curling! U.S. is in it. I'm there. Hockey! U.S. is in it. I'm there. Some people aren't just just aren't as patriotic as other people, and that's you, know, you got you got TJ for that. <laughs> Patriotic in other ways. Uh, I, think my, I think if my one of my heroes all time was German, maybe I'd feel like you. But your patriotism <laughs> has been filed down a little bit because of all your le- years of love for Dirk Nowitzki. 
Hey, now I got Luca. See him last yeah. night, another 40 right. point triple double. Uh, <laughs> Toby, you did a great job of explaining why some people just don't get soccer. And I have a perfect analogy for you Star Wars has a huge following, and yet you've poked fun at Star Wars fans over the years. It's the same with the World Cup. Most sane people realize it's a big deal, but they just like to make fun of it anyways. Do I make fun of Star Wars? Constantly. For close to you know, 18, 19 years and we've been doing this? Yes. I said I, have, I, just said I haven't watched it. <laughs> make fun of us watching movies of people walking through the desert. You have all your little oh, yeah, like yeah, uh, right. shots that's that's that right. you right. take at me. That's true. That's true. Good point. Hypocrite. Uh, soccer talk is much better than gout talk, is what this uh, texture says. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully anything we talk about is better than anything that goes on over there. Uh, before my first patient showed up yesterday, I stared at myself in the mirror and I said, are you going to bring it today in my best BV voice? It was a great day. Seems to work. Tell Coach thanks for my new daily routine. There you go. We'll let him know. <laughs> You're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, your patients are going to like you. Uh, Rocky from Edmond. If the Sooners were in the Pac-12, what record do you think they would have had this season? Stand by. Pulling up the Pac-12 standings. You got an answer for that off the top of your head? Probably similar. Similar, maybe seven and five. Like yeah. maybe the maybe the Big Twelve slightly better than the they. The Big Twelve is pretty good this year, but the Pac twelve had a better year. Pac twelve is better than they've been in years past. So I would say similar. You might would have one more win and one less loss because you pull out one of those uh, close games that you get the stop in the end and get the score, or you know, like how Saturday's ended. Maybe you're the one kicking the field goal. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think you're substantially. I don't think you're eleven and one, sitting in four no. like USC. It's hard to know because you don't play every team in the Pac-12. So without knowing what your schedule would be, I would just off the top of my head say, let's give them one more win, seven and five. Like there's some like USC, Washington, Oregon, Utah, UCLA, Oregon State. Those were all pretty good teams this year. Top twenty-five teams at times this year. Um, but there are also some very bad teams out there. Colorado and Stanford were terrible this year. Arizona State and Cal were terrible this year. So I'll say seven and five. Why is USC ahead of Ohio State, Michigan, greater than Utah? Um, because of when the loss came. It's just a ladder process. The loss, yeah, that's right. The loss also for Ohio State was at home by 25. And the USC game was on the road by like three, right? Wasn't that at the buzzer that Utah beat? It was, uh, didn't they go for two and yeah, is that that it. game? That's it. Yeah. And, and yeah, um, Utah is still the number 11 ranked team in the country. So they're not chopped liver. So all of that combined, it happened earlier. They lost a road game close, whereas Ohio state lost a home game lopsided. And you add all that up, and USC's ahead of Ohio. You also have the leading Heisman contender and uh, player that's getting the most talk in the nation right now. So you're probably just going to put USC in that spot. So, um, but it's a ladder step process of when that loss comes, man. It's it, that some of that's a little bit lazy, but I would probably have USC there right now over Ohio State. They got to go prove it. Yeah, and Ohio State doesn't. So. 
it'll be fascinating if, let's say, TCU and USC lose. Then you've got a real argument. Like, I think TCU definitely gets in at that point, but who gets the final spot? A one-loss Ohio State team that just got blasted at home? A two-loss Alabama? Does Tennessee get back in the mix since they beat Alabama? It'll be very interesting then. Uh, they'll be talking to Saban on Sunday when the rankings are released. Okay. Thank you for that scheduling update. Um, I think this is a multiple text thing here. Let me see this. Uh, can the OUNIL offer Utah a big bag of Skittles if they beat USC? Offer the uh, Utah players, they say here. Is that uh, motivation for a player? Skittles? Skittles. <laughs> Maybe they're How referring to Skittles, Skittles as cash. I haven't had Skittles in years, and uh, Granny B had some Skittles at her house on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. In, like, you know, glass jar. She had, like, some different, like, peanuts in one glass jar. And Skittles in, in one. And uh, I got a handful of them, and I was like, huh. I've been sleeping on Skittles for a while. He's pretty good. Skittles, uh, I like Skittles. I think um, I could eat a lot more of them, and I think I realize that, so I stay away from them. There are a lot of Skittles in my house, like Sam's Container Skittles, packages of Skittles. So (laughs) I think if I I know if I dip my hand in, my hand will keep going back and it will come out. So I avoid them, to be honest, but I do like the Skittles. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one more, and then we need to get Bob. Uh, C-Top, still nothing, pretty lame, Brian Keeley, Kurt's cousin. C-top. C-top. Still pretty nothing. Lame. Pretty lame. Brian Keeley, Kurt's cousin. What's up above that? Oh, hold something? on. Hold on. Okay. All right. He, uh, the, the, an image just showed up uh, of a text. Uh, I'll get with you on that. He won a prize and hadn't received it, so... Um, Okay, I'll let you figure right. this oh, out. Oh, yeah, right. okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, the the image, for whatever reason, didn't come in, so that made that text very confusing. Sorry, I'll check into that for you, Kurt's cousin. Break time. Bob Stoops on The Rush next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Which, Teddy, I guess you'll get to hang out with Coach Stoops coming up here in a few days in Vegas, correct? Yeah. What are we doing, Coach? We going to the craps table first, blackjack? Either one for me. Uh, I go craps <laughs> until I'm tired of standing, then I go to the blackjack table. But, uh, yeah, going to Vegas. Uh, Roy Williams, of course, is being inducted on Tuesday. We've got a big old youth party for him at the Bellagio on Monday. And, uh, fortunately, I get to go out on Saturday for a buddy's 60th birthday party at uh, one of the other resorts. So uh, it's always a fun. I love going to the College Hall of Fame. I always love seeing other coaches, athletic directors, other great players that are being inducted. It's always fun. It's always a, a great uh, a great collection of people. Teddy, that could mean rock and roll tequila bottle service for you. When you're oh, there we go. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. It's going to be now. Absolutely. That sounds like a long weekend, Coach. You better. I pace yourself early. You you know I've got a I got a lot of stamina, Teddy. I'm, I'm good to go. 
<laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, I love uh, Roy though. Uh, what a what oh, yeah. an incredible player. Yeah, golly, he's truly one of the very best that I ever coached. Yeah, just an incredible player. Yep, and uh, got better and better. Uh, felt like, man, this guy's about as good as it gets. And um, then he had his final year at OU, and it's like, man, I guess not. He uh, he uh, he just made play after play after play. Oh. One of those guys where whenever you feel like something has to happen here, that's yeah. where it's going to go. He's going to make something happen. Always. Uh, we put him in, in college where hash marks are different than the NFL. We put him to the wide side of the field in that nickel. We called it nickel position. Brent now calls it the cheetah position. I mean, he dominated. You couldn't throw a screen on him. He would. He could. He could bump and run receivers. He, he just. He blitzed from that position so well. Oh, he he just absolutely controlled the wide side of the field. It was funny that we played nickel to. Every single personnel grouping, <laughs> well, which is because, uh, not normal. Because our our nickel was 215 pounds that could dominate anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could bump and run a 180-pound receiver, or he could blitz and run over a fullback. So <laughs> that was Roy. Yeah, Im- impressive stuff. Well, the uh, the regular season came to a close on Saturday, Bob. Just kind of your overall thoughts about the the twelve game regular season, uh, what you saw, and, and maybe even what you're optimistic about when you look at the future of this program. I'm optimistic about all of it. I, I'm not like fans, and I, I understand people's concern, and we're not used to being six and six. So take it all the right way. I'm I believe totally in Brent and his staff. Um, I'm, I'm aware of how we lose. Uh, we lost our last, the last three games we lost were by three points. And I think all of them may be on the last drive. Uh, well, this one, last one tied it up and then they ended up, you know, kicking a field goal. And I thought ours was good, but I, you know, I, I haven't seen enough about that to know. But um, I was celebrating when it went over and it's like, oh, it, they called it no good. But regardless of that, um, and then, you know, we lose the last three games by three points. You know, we, we got some wins in between. And then, uh, you know, our, our couple of our other wins are by one score, 6.7 points, uh, something like that. And the bottom line, then, the two games we lose by a lot that, that were really bad, TCU and Texas, we don't have our quarterback. Uh, well, TCU, we didn't have them for three, three of the four quarters, and – Texas, we didn't have them at all. And I just think people need a perspective. And I, as a coach, have one. I'm never going to overreact. I'm going to always, how, how close are we? And we're pretty close. Uh, a year ago, we won four or five games by three points to six, seven points. Mm-hmm. And it could have easily, one or two plays basically in each of those games, last year or this year, changes everything. And that's how it is sometimes when you're a coach. And I know that's not – I can say it now because I'm not coaching. I don't care what people say about me now. I would, I'd be making excuses if I was a coach now saying that. But a year ago, it wasn't – we were on the right side of those three, four-point games, five-point games. This year, we're not. Yeah. And I get, as a coach, and I get it, I, I would say, as Brent has said, we have to be a better – 
his players and his coaches to make those two, three plays that change the game. So I'm not saying no one's taking responsibility and it's okay. What I'm saying is it's not that far off. And, and, if, and I know the, that dedication, the commitment of these coaches that we'll get it right. Um, you know, they'll, we'll be able to make those two, three plays overall in a game that all to stop at the end of the game that wins it. No, a drop or something as a receiver that I catch the ball to touchdown changes, changes the score. Those kind of things happen to us in some of these losses that I believe we'll be able to correct. So in, in my eyes, it's everyone, I think, in my opinion, needs to relax. It's not as far off as everybody wants to say. And uh, we will be, you know, we'll, we'll keep coming back, no doubt. Yeah, I, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is the inexperience on the team. Um, you know, so many young guys out there, first year starting, and you get inconsistent play, but you also get guys that, um, you know, maybe when it comes to uh, situational football, like just understanding certain things that you can and can't do and understanding how to win and what it takes and, like what? How you got to buckle down in the fourth quarter and and some of that stuff. Like, how big of a factor do you think just the experience is, and like, what is it going to mean for the guys that did gain this full year of starting and, and and taking some lumps out there? What does that mean moving forward? No, it, it, experience is everything. It always matters. So you you know your juniors and seniors are almost always better than your freshmen and sophomores. It's always that way. The more you play, the better you get. I get there's, you know, you get your certain guys like Adrian comes in and Tommy Harris, certain guys that, it, you know, of course, even as freshmen, they're, they're better than anybody, but not overall. And, and learning how to win and making the right plays or your poise in the right moment to, you know, do whatever it is to avoid a penalty, to make a play, it matters. And, uh, and again, I just – Got total confidence in Brent and the coaches, and and it, it'll happen. It just uh, we got caught one of those years that, and I know we haven't had them in in a long, long time, but they creep up on every program everywhere, and and a lot of times it's a lot worse than this. Bob Stoops is our guest. Brought to you by Modelo. You mentioned that you thought uh, at the time that the field goal was good in overtime. I was surprised that that's not a reviewable play. Do you think that should be a reviewable play? Uh, I, absolutely. I mean, what's more important than that? I mean, how hard is it to have a camera? They have them everywhere underneath the goalpost. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty simple. To, you know, they review every other score. To me, it's ridiculous they don't. I mean, again, uh, every score is always reviewed. So why wouldn't a three-point instead of a six-point touchdown be reviewed? Coach, would it shock you if I told you through over 700 snaps this year there was only one holding call called on an offensive lineman against an Oklahoma defense? Absolutely, it would shock me. That's yeah. That's almost impossible to do over that number of snaps. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. One against Oklahoma, and what was it? Two against Texas. Well, I, I don't. That one may have been disputed. Um, I saw some people yeah, well, questioning if that was right or not. But the OU one sounds like it is right. 
Yeah. I'll say this too. I don't care. You know, again, I don't care right now. I'm, you say what you want, whatever, whoever did our game that last week, that was terrible. It was yeah. embarrassing. I thought, and it, you know, I, people can criticize me. Don't worry. I won't be reading it. I'm just telling you <laughs> there were pass interference again, you know, them that weren't called. And I'm sure there were some, they were so bad. I'm sure I'd say the same thing. We had other penalties that they didn't call. It was a bad, bad group. And uh, yeah. so whatever, you know, so be it. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's too bad, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, it just, the way, you know, it just, uh, anyway. Yeah. It's bad, tough. You know, it, it, plenty of, plenty of other opportunities uh, to win the game for sure, but it, it oh, sure yeah. felt like a re- recurring theme this year that we were getting the bad end of a lot of calls. Uh, I know that bad calls happen, but uh, it sure stacked up against us this year. Uh, well, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say all year. I'm not, I'm not in that camp. But I, I didn't like the whole group last week. I, I thought they weren't very good. Yeah, no, nope. uh, I agree. Hey, what? Um, we got TCU, Kansas State, and the Big Twelve. Um, Michigan handled uh, Ohio State up there in the Big Ten. Like, what do you think of the way the season's shaping up here, coming down towards the end? Yeah, just incredibly impressed with Michigan. Wow, um, and I, I can't say I'm surprised because I saw them last year in person. You know, in in Michigan, beat them, and uh, you know, Coach Jim Harbaugh's done a hell of a job, and Jerome Moore. Oklahoma guy calling their plays, O-line coach, and is calling their plays this year. Uh, good for Sharon, just uh, quite incredible, just really strong. And the way they isolated those safeties and bought time blocking eight guys, you know, and just putting two, three guys out in the route, and it's hard to deal with. They they were – it was masterful. And then, uh, yeah, uh, anyway um, – uh, well, you and then uh, the other uh, oh uh, the other games. Uh, TCU has been on fire. Uh, Sonny Dykes has done an incredible job. But I'll be honest, uh, and I just looked at the lines really close with K State. If anyone can beat them, it's K State, and everyone remembers. I'm sure they had a big lead on them. I don't know, fourteen, seventeen mm-hmm. points in wasn't that. In, he was in, in Fort, Worth. Uh, Fort Worth. Yep, it was. So I don't know. It, that's you. You can't be surprised if K State beats them. But the good thing about T, they got one of those years going like we did in 2000. That you just feel like you can't be beat. And there's there's a lot that goes into that when you when you have that kind of feeling. Um, you know. Uh, so it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, but if anyone will beat them, it'd be K State. Yep, gonna be fun. All right, Bob Stoops on the rush yesterday with Teddy and Tyler. Always entertaining. Bob says he's optimistic about the future, and he thought the referees were terrible in the OU Texas Tech game. <laughs> I love it. Seven fifty. We'll be back. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at four zero five three six one thirty three eighty. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the morning show. Might be Toby and TJ. Might just be me for this uh, few minutes until we hit the top of the hour. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. Give Terry a call, 405-361-3380. By the way, yes. I uh, saw your tweet about that song last night. Mm-hmm. 
en route to volleyball practice. Yes. So I uh, downloaded it and listened to it. It's a banger. Good song. Man. Good recommendation good by you. It is a good song. Uh, Josh Malloy, Porchlight People. Go check it out. Um, Got a little harmonica in there. Yeah, yeah. A little strumming. Uh, no click tracks, just like TJ likes it. <laughs> Snap tracks, whatever they're called. Um, This texter on the Air Comfort Solutions text line here says, it will be chaos if TCU and or USC loses this weekend. If both those lose, don't you just drop TCU to four? They still stay in, I think, if that's the case, if they both lose. That's an easy answer. They They might might stay at three. They might stay at three, yeah. yeah. I think think Ohio State moves in as bad as that, uh, of a taste as that, Leaves in your mouth. They're the one lost team. Can I leave a worse taste in your mouth? Yeah, go ahead. What happens if LSU beats Georgia? Do they jump all the way back to four, even after a horrific A&M loss? Don't they have three losses, though? Do they have three? I thought they had two. If that's three, then they're out of the equation. And with I'm pretty that. sure they got three. Okay, okay. Well, then that If George, I don't that. think Georgia or Michigan can miss it. And I'm not sure TCU can miss it. But Georgia and Michigan could lose, and they'll still be in. IMHL. So I think your disaster scenario is TCU and USC both lose. I mean, that's not a disaster. I think we're rooting for at least one of those to happen, right? But in that situation, I think your four teams would be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. Because USC and Alabama and Tennessee all would have two losses at that point. And Ohio State's only got one. Who else are you going to put in there? You know? Yeah, because you can't jump Tennessee or Alabama in there. And and if you're right, that was the third loss because they were I mean, they uh, the highest Somebody two ranked loss team before they lost Al- again. Alabama will fight. They'll fight for Alabama for everything that it's worth to get back in there. But I think Ohio State would get the nod. Uh, let's see if we can get one more in here. Uh, much like this previous texture, I too have a morning routine. I look in the mirror and say, I ain't good enough. It ain't ever good enough. <laughs> 918 sooner. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think everybody should adopt a BV mantra to be your morning mirror mantra. Just look in the mirror every morning and yell at yourself something. I like that a lot. We'll be back.